Hey, you're a good friend, Cliff. I'll try. That's right. We watched, or I watched, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this week on the Movie Cap Gap, the podcast that has you scream. How have you not seen that? How have you not seen that? How have you not seen that? How have you not seen Welcome in, everybody. Uh, you might notice. Oh, well, first off, welcome into the movie gap. Uh, you'll notice something a little bit different here uh, for this week, for this episode. Uh, Chase is gone, and I'll get into that in a second. But first, I want to discuss um, what I plan on doing with this episode, I haven't decided, is this going to be a bonus episode, like maybe a short one, like a 30 minute bonus, maybe I'll upload it on a Friday, maybe I'll upload it on Monday, I don't know, if it's a short guy, I don't know, but maybe, maybe I go a full hour or so and we just go ahead and make it a full on regular app, you know, but basically the point is we need backlog, and I got some free time, and uh, me and Chase both have just gone and seen... Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and we both decided it would be a good idea to uh, do an ep on it. Uh, Because why the fuck not? Uh, It's hip right now, it's cool, everyone's grooving, uh, everyone's talking about it. Um, And so let's do an ep and fucking cash in on that shit, okay? Um, So... Right. You'll notice, I don't know, maybe you have, maybe you haven't, maybe you haven't noticed yet, maybe you have, I don't know, do I give a shit? No. Um, but Chase is not here with me, uh, for this episode, uh, it's just old lonely old me, uh, I'm taking this one, uh, uh, I'm taking this one on by myself, I'm taking the helm, I'm doing it, I'm just getting her done so that we can keep pumping the tent out to you lovely people. As a gigantic motorcycle drives by, I can only imagine. Did I see it? No, but it was loud enough for me to hear in the mic from my isolated studio. Uh, So therefore, I can only imagine it was a gigantic uh, motorcycle equipped with, uh, with no less than 17 machine guns. Probably from the Mad Max universe, uh, it traveled through a portal and landed right on my street. So that's great. And then it went right down the street after traveling uh, through said portal and just drove right on by. Uh, and so fuck, fuck that uh, vehicle. Um, but don't tell him I said that because I don't want him to come back and obliterate my house with his no less than 17 machine guns. Uh, so that being said, now that that's done... Uh, what was I saying? I don't remember. That's the beauty of what this episode is going to be. You know, are you guys going to be entertained? 
I mean, the real question is, do I care? Now let's break that one down. No, I don't, but kind of maybe I do, because you're probably going to be like, this guy's a fucking douchebag, I don't even know who he is. Who the fuck is this guy? Why does he think he's so important to do an episode? That's beside the point, baby. The point is, is that I am doing it. And I'm uh, making use of the things that I have to get it done, and I'm putting it up here, and guess what? Whose fault is it? If you're listening to it, that's right, it's your own. So why don't you marinate on that a little bit and fucking reflect on... Refract? Refract on your life choices, okay? Refract. We're going with refract. Reflect on those choices, baby. Sit down. Sit down in those choices. And go, what the fuck have I done with my life to lead me to this moment where I'm listening to this fucking guy that I don't even know? Talk some bullshit about nothing on the internet for an hour. How did I get here? Did my mom not love me? Is it because my dad died? Is it because my dad's still alive? What is it that got me here? I don't know. That's up for you to decide. But thank you for listening. I'm so glad you're all here. So glad you all could join me. I love you. I love my audience. Yes, you are all amazing. So good. Um, things are a little different. Oops. So that little sound, that clink, I'll hit you with it again. Uh, no shame in this game, motherfucker. Uh, you're going to hear that sound probably a lot. I'm not even going to begin to promise whatsoever that it won't happen again. Because the reality is, and it's a reality I'm willing to accept, is that I'm going to fucking make that sound again. Because I have a little bit of a different setup going on here. I'm kind of just doing this from my house. I am not in the studio. Um, I had the opportunity to get it done, so I'm making it, making do with what I got, baby, okay? And all I had left, uh, since I had moved everything, basically, uh, into the podcasting studio... I realize I have this nice condenser mic left over. It sounds very nice. It is a Russian-made, uh, I believe made in the 80s. Uh, apparently, uh, what's the word? Not omni. It's obviously not omnidirectional because I turn it around and you can't hear me. Uh, I forget. Cor cardioid? Cardioid. Um, condenser mic. It's an MK219 for those... Uh, gearheads out there, you know, I'm always looking out for you. All right, guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a gearhead party up in here. Uh, it's a Russian-made mic, uh, made in the Soviet era, not allowed to be imported here for obvious reasons. And if it's not obvious to you, then that means you're probably pretty fucking young or you're pretty fucking stupid. So why don't you use the little googly googs, type in there, Soviet Russia, and figure out why something made in Russia would not be allowed to be imported into America during uh, the Cold War years. Um, also, I'm realizing as I'm saying this, I could be completely wrong about that. This Maybe this did get fucking uh, imported in from Russia. I don't fucking really know. And that's the problem is that there's a lot of fucking people out there that claim to know shit that really don't and they're too afraid to admit that they don't. Guess what, man? Uh... I don't give a fuck if I was wrong about that. I probably was. And you know what? I'm willing to admit it. And we're all going to move on together and we're going to learn together because that's what life is. 
It's breathing, living, learning together. Do not be ashamed to not know something. The only way you can learn is to actually learn. And if you are so caught up in your ego of acting like you know things, then you will never learn anything. This life lesson brought to you by my penis. Okay. Uh, my penis will be the sponsor of everything today, just so you know. Um, anyway, uh, I'm here. Things are going to sound different because the setup's all different. Uh, I am in Houston, Texas, for those of you that don't know or are listening out of town for whatever reason. If you're listening to this and you are not from Houston, uh, then it is either... 20 years, 10 years, hopefully 5 years in the future, and uh, basically everyone listens to this podcast now, or you're listening to it in 2019, and you are in fucking Saskatchewan or some shit, and what the fuck are you doing listening to this? I don't know. But basically, I'm recording this shit in Houston, Texas, and you're gonna hear, I know that you're hearing this little, this little white noise in the background there, and that is not because of the setup, that is because of the A- C. That is right. I fucking refuse to shut that shit off. You guys can get over it. It's all good, man. I am not gonna suffer for you. That's just how it is. Okay, so thank you for being with me here. Thank you for sticking with me. I'm sure you got AC on in your car or at work, wherever you're listening to this, and we're both comfortable right now. And that's what's up. That's life, baby. Also, what's up with my rig right now is I don't have any mic stands. This is a fucking condenser mic. Not really ergonomic. Not ergonomic at all. Usually requires a fucking stand, but I don't have one, so I'm using my hand. No stand, use the hand. No stand, use the hand. Are you following me? Thank you. Okay, moving on. Another thing about my setup right now. Um, when we're usually recording, we have these things called pop filters on the tops of the mics, and that keeps you from hearing the... That shit. That's right. Okay, for with this condenser mic, A, I don't have any pop filters to put over the top of it. B, it wouldn't really work because of the design of this microphone in particular. And C, I this one requires a uh, mesh pop filter, which I am also holding with my other hand in front of or in between my mouth and this mic so that you don't hear the sh and the huh and the huh and the huh. Okay, so I'm doing all this for you. My fellow Americans, and wherever you are, my fellow Earthlings, I'm doing all this for you guys. It is not comfortable. Palms are sweaty because it's hot outside. Mom's spaghetti because she made it for me, and she's a loving mother. And I'm going to eat it. I'm not going to throw it up, though. Okay, and I hope y'all are all right with that. I might just talk like this for the rest of the podcast. No, I won't. Okay, moving on. Okay, it's ten minutes I'm feeling good, guys. I don't know, dude. This one might just be a normal old ep. We'll see. We'll see. Feeling pretty good. I don't know about y'all. Probably 90% of you have already shut this off. Don't care. Need to pump the tent. Gotta stay live while Chase is on vacay. Okay, right. So Chase, he's gone. Chase is on vacay. He's on vacay. I'm gonna go ahead and pop this episode. Get this one done without the help of a guest host but we will have guest hosts coming up while chase is on vacay so stay tuned for that i've been in talks with several other people that have been that have guested on the show before uh and we got things in the works for you guys so uh but for now with this one since 
before Chase went on vacay, we both agreed this would be a good app to do. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Because like I said, I got the time. And I got the resource, baby. You put them together, you got a product. Alright? And we're pushing the prod. Oops, there's that sound again. Told you, motherfuckers. Man, I should have bet y'all. I should have bet y'all. Alright, from here on out, I'm betting each and every one of you. And just so you know... This is a verbal contract, and by listening to it, you are agreeing to this contract. I bet each and every one of you $1 million that I will make that sound again. You are agreeing to it by listening to it. Okay, it holds up in court. All right, everyone owes me a $1 million now. Yes, you all owe me a $1 million. This is great. Oh, please try to fight it. Please try to fight it in court. I'm taking this fucking audio up to Judge Judy, and she is fucking granting me the victory all right that's just how it goes that's how it rolls baby <sighs> stupid why did i make that voice not stupid bryce you're very nice be nice to yourself be nice to yourself okay so everybody should be nice to themselves everybody should be nice to themselves oops there's that sound again you owe me two million dollars yes the bet is still on okay we're rolling baby we're rolling i'm rich I am rich. You guys are very poor, but thank you for listening. Oh, your support is so appreciated. I will invite you to my my uh, to my mansion someday. I promise. Um, so yeah. Uh, okay. So once upon a time in Hollywood, baby. Me and Chase, we saw it over the weekend, um, and uh, and we were like, you know what? It's Tarantino. It's hot. Everyone's fucking talking about it. Let's fucking roll with this shit. So let's go. Let's get into it. I did not take notes for this one because I was in a movie theater. Okay? And as loyal listeners know, I like to take notes on my phone. Saves trees. Whatever. That's not really the real reason, but it's a good one regardless. So fuck you and fuck it. Uh, really, the real reason is ease. Alright? It's easy to keep it all organized. It's on my body. It's on my person. Alright? Oops, there's that sound. Three million dollars. Thank you. Um, and so, uh, we went and we saw this app. Oh yeah, you know what? A uh, little side note. Uh, oh, I know you love uh, when I get sidetracked. I know it. You hear a little jingle jangling going on down there, and you hear some sniffs and sniffs. That's my little baby girl. Uh, that's my baby pupper. Uh, Layla. I call her Escuela. And she is, oops, you owe me four million, and she is looking up at me smiling. Oh, she's so fucking precious. I wish you could see this dog. She's the most precious motherfucker ever. She's a Boston Terrier. She was my wife's before we got together, and after the first date, she sat on my lap, and she was just doing some cute-ass fucking Boston Terrier shit, and I was like, sorry, babe, this is my dog now. And that she is, and she's here joining me on this one, and and uh, she's also enjoying the AC. She's my loyal companion forever. She's now she's just laid down right beside me. God damn the preciousness! I can't contain it. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I'm gonna power on for you guys, just for you. Okay. So we went and saw uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh yeah, my notes. I was not taking notes because I had I do them on my phone. And I wasn't about to be a fucking loser with a fucking notepad and pen in the middle of the theater. And it's dark anyway, so... Alright. Alright, so we're all on the same page there? Alright, thank you. No pun intended, maybe? Uh, I don't know. Are you guys following me? Probably not. So, 
uh, we're sitting there, we're watching the movie, and we're like, what the fuck? Alright, no, let's get into it. Alright, these are the things that I know I can touch on that I for sure, uh, remember and stood out with me. Alright, so here's the thing, alright, I, let me just preface it with this. I, uh, personally am a massive Tarantino fan. Uh, I understand, uh, with woke culture nowadays, and I don't mean that... I'm just saying, I'm just trying to use language that everybody understands, alright, woke culture, everyone gets what that is, uh, that Tarantino's a little bit frowned upon, and rightfully so. He loves to put that N-word in there for no reason other than to be able to say it himself, apparently. Um, and, you know, yes, it is quite problematic, it's weird, it's downright weird. Alright, Terry, you got, you following me, Quinty, Quinty Terry? It's weird, bro. There's a couple other things that you like to do that's a little bit weird. Uh, but we'll get into that later. Uh, anyway. So, so look, look, I get that. But here's the thing. I'm a child of the 90s. I'm a product, product of the 90s. I grew up with Tarantino. He's the first guy that got me in. I, he's the first guy. His films, Pulp Fiction was the first movie I watched that I was like, holy shit. This is what a movie can be. That was amazing. Pulp Fiction, still my favorite movie movie of all time. Uh, if you have not seen it, highly recommend it. It's a fucking work of art. Okay. Um, now, so obviously Tarantino, as of late, uh, with Hateful Eight, uh, his eighth film apparently, which I didn't know that, but I'm only deducing it because everyone's hyping this movie up to be his ninth film. Okay, so I do a little bit of simple math. What's the film before this one? Hateful Eight. Oh, it's his eighth film as well. Wow, serendipity. Oh my God. Thank you, Jesus. And everyone is happy. Okay, so that movie apparently sucks major fucking donkey balls. I never saw it. Uh, Chase did. He hates it. He said he watched it with our homie Stark. Uh, Shoutouts to him. He does all the artwork. Go follow him. AP Stark. Uh, and if you ever need digital artwork done, please reach out to him. You've seen the things he can do. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, apparently they both thought it, it was Donkey Balls. And so, you know, whatever. I never saw it. I guess the his seventh was Inglorious Bastards. Loved it. Oh my god, I love that movie. It's my second favorite of his, just behind Pulp Fiction. Now, I understand that this... Um, I understand that, that uh, Inglorious Bastards is a little bit of a polarizing film. Uh, some people hate it. Like my dad, for example. I was talking to my dad about it. My dad fucking hates that movie. And I was like, oh, but it's all... And he's like, no. The fucking uh, 70s uh, aesthetic randomly thrown in there. Fucking cheesy. I hate it. And I was like, wow, I totally get that. And he's not the only person I've heard that from. Um, there's someone else that tells me that he hates it. I think it's my neighbor, Will. I think that that's why... Yeah, it's my neighbor, Will. I'm fairly certain. Yeah, that's why he hates that movie, too. Look, I get it. Fine. I That personally doesn't bother me. That's what I come to expect with a Tarantino film. It's all gravy in the... In the... In the Navy, baby. <laughs> you know? It's all gravy in the Navy. Alright? So... Look, it's my second favorite. But I didn't see Hateful Eight. So I was, like, kind of like... I've been like... Oops. Oh, five million. You owe me five million dollars. Everybody does. Uh, so I've been kind of, like, cool on Tarantino uh, as of late. I mean, it's just been kind of like... Nah, I don't need to rush to go see his movies. I didn't see Hateful Eight. I heard it was bad. So, you know what? Maybe the bubbles burst with Tarantino finally. You know? 
but this one came out it got a bunch of hype uh, you might be hearing my dogs barking in the background uh, that's my other dog major he's also the love of my life oops there's Layla hi baby girl it's okay you don't gotta bark at everything that moves it's okay baby I know you're a little sweetheart anyway or maybe you were chiming in you were saying you thought hateful late suck donkey balls too alright cool so my dog hates that movie there you go that's all you need to know I guess but I kinda cooled on Tarantino I was kinda like oh ooh, maybe I'll give that one a 5.5 you owe me 5.5 million um I was just kind of like, you know what, man? I don't need to go see... Oh, my God. 6.5 million. Wow, I'm really... I'm actually now going to try because I'm annoying the shit out of myself now, finally. Finally. Um, yeah, I've cooled on Tarantino, and I was just kind of like, I don't need to rush to go see shit, but everyone was hyping this shit up. Oh, hype, 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 hype. And, you know... Um, the beginning of the movie... was I'll just put it this way there's no way to put it disappointing I was like dude this if you put another fucking like cliche so he goes in this whole thing and everyone knows everyone that that appreciates Tarantino knows how he loves to do his uh, 70s throwback you know snuff film whatever film throwback he's in love with the era he's in love with those types of films in particular he um does not hold back with this movie okay he basically uses this movie to basically throw in every single parody snuff film that he's ever thought of it in his entire life uh into a movie while also a plot develops in between that happening it's kind of it's kind of the way this movie goes now at the, in the beginning, it was, like, real fucking corny, in my opinion. I was like, dude, this sucks. Like, oh, okay. Hey, okay, Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, all right. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, okay? Layla. Layla, baby, I'm sorry. Okay. All right, well, look, it's going to get better. I promise. All right, just chill. It's all right. Anyway, so yeah, uh, so, it, it's real fucking corny, dude, it's like bad, it's like not even cool, it's like, it's like all it is is just him doing that, just throwing the parodies in there, and it's like, is it, I'm like, am I, like, dude, I don't even know who these characters are, dude, I don't even know who these characters are supposed to care about, what they're supposed to care about, uh, and, and you're just, and all you want to do is fucking, you know, do movie parodies, and it's fucking lame, and, you know, I can't relate. Like, am I supposed to be laughing right now? I can't relate to this shit. Much like this podcast. And so, uh, so I was just kind of really, like, thrown off at first. For the first about five minutes. They do this whole scene where, uh, you know, Leo, his character's name is Rick Berman. Rick Berman is an actor in Hollywood. And Rick Berman did a movie about um, a lone, um, you know, CIA agent or some shit uh, goes and fucks up the Nazis. Uh, which, of course, because Tarantino loves two things, three things. White people saying the N-word, killing uh, or depicting the destruction of Nazis, uh, which is fine. 
but we saw it all in Inglorious Bastards already, dude. Like, we, you already showed us Hitler's face exploding. That was awesome, but, like, like you do it again, like, ah. It's like, ah. And then also just 70s aesthetic in general, all right? He loves those three things. You get 100% of that in the first five minutes of this movie. Anyway, Leo's character busts in on this, like, Nazi uh, fucking meeting and torches them with a flamethrower. Now, listen. Oh, seven million. Listen. I know that that sounds awesome, like, you know, just by the sound of it or just by the idea of it or whatever in general. Uh, but and it's like it's too soon, bro, in the movie. It's like... It's like, it's like, first of all, that shit doesn't, didn't happen in 60s movies, fool. Like, did you ever watch a fucking John Wayne movie where he busted out a flamethrower and torched people? No, because they wouldn't fucking show that movie in theaters in the 60s, alright? So, that's the thing, dude. It's like a fucking stretch, and I can hear Chase from, from wherever he is right now. I can hear him being like... That's the point. You know, you don't get it. You're not suspending your disbelief. Fine. Whatever, dude. I don't care. The point is, it's like trying... It's trying too hard. It's forced. It's fucking forced. Alright? That's how I felt about it. And I was like rolling my eyes so hard. And now, since I've talked about Leo, let's get into that. Loyal listeners of the podcast understand that I've had a love-hate relationship with Leo basically my entire life and uh, his abilities as an actor. I've never been the biggest Leo fan, alright? And uh, I've made this clear on this podcast before, alright? But, you know, in a recently released episode, Con Air, go back and listen, um, when we did the reboot recast, I extended an olive branch to Leo. And I was like, I want Leo to play Cygnus, which was John Malkovich's character. John Malkovich is someone that I think is an amazing actor. Um, uh, so I wanted to extend an olive branch to Leo and be like, dude, I want to see what you can do uh, for uh, com- in comparison to someone like John Malkovich. Because I believe it's in there. I believe it's in there. I know that there's a great... Like, there is a great... Like, it's uh, look, he's obviously great. He's obviously great. But I just, for whatever reason, I can't see anything but Leo whenever I watch the guy, right? Okay, so, and that's that's just a problem. Is it his fault? I don't know. You could argue that it is. Is it my fault? You could never in a million trillion years argue that it is. It is definitely not my fault but maybe it's his okay so you know just think about that a little bit but uh but he his presence in the movie didn't help the first five minutes i was but here's the thing for me for me personally but here's the thing i realized oh eight million oh i'm really annoying myself with that one now um but the thing is is that i realized um that you know what Bryce you you know you gotta take a step back here all right you gotta you gotta come in objective bro you're coming in a little I I I realized I checked myself before I wrecked myself I heeded the warning of the Wu-Tang Clan given to us all the way back in 1993 three I believe um and 
and I and I checked myself because I realized I was wrecking myself, and I was like, you know what, man, you're coming in a little too hot. Like you're 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 not open-minded enough yet. You're not even giving it a chance, Bryce. You're not giving it a chance. Just sip. Ooh. All right. I'm erasing everyone's debt after that one. Give 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 the movie. Uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm adding a fucking family guy, um, impersonations to my repertoire, uh, just for you guys, you know? There's nothing obnoxious about that. Uh, but anyway, give it a chance, I'm telling myself. I, I finally had to tell myself, give it a chance. You know? Sit back, enjoy the fucking ride, bro, and just see if you like it. Just see if you like it. It's Tarantino. Maybe he'll turn it around. You know? It's your old boy, Quentin. Is he racist? That's up for debate. But maybe he'll turn it around. You know? Uh, and, uh, and so I started doing that. Alright? I said, you know what? You know, it's, it's, it's damn time I, I finally got back to a place where I was giving Leo a fair chance to. You know? Uh, and so I did. I started doing that. And then, uh, you know what, man? I'll tell you what, dude. It fucking turned around, alright? I'll put it that way. It turned around. Now, something amazing happened while I was watching this movie. Um, and, it, and it has to do with Leo, okay? Um, his, uh, as I was going, of course, at first, like I said, I was coming in hot with the subjectiveness. I was coming in hot like, oh, Leo, I can't ever get into it. I started slowly seeing... Um, alright, there's no other way to put this. Look, he killed it in this- he fucking killed it! Leo killed it in this movie, dude. He was fucking amazing, dude. He was amazing. He was Rick Berman. His fucking nuance, his tics, uh, the little things he was doing to be the person. He was incredible in this movie. There's one scene in particular, and like, obviously, spoiler alert, because Jesus Christ, don't fucking listen to this if you haven't seen it, but Jesus, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, 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 spoiler alert, uh, spoiler alert, uh, I'm gonna sample that and make a rap song, be on the lookout for it, uh, but anyway, uh, there's a one scene in particular where he fucks up a, a line when he's trying to shoot a movie during, uh, he's trying to shoot a movie where he's trying to stay relevant, so that's kind of what the thing is about. People are like, oh, it's about Charles Manson and uh, Charlie Manson and the Manson clan and and these two guys, uh, you know, unsuspectingly get involved. And it kind of is about that, but really it's about the um, the amazing bromance between Rick Berman and Cliff Topto, Cliff Jackson, whatever the fuck his name is. Cliff, Cliff Booth. Cliff Booth. Uh, Brad Pitt's character, who was, come on, you know, knockout as always, he fucking ruled. However, my only uh, critique about old Pitt is that, you know, he kind of already played this character in Inglorious Bastards. It was like the same exact voice, the same exact demeanor. But what are you going to do? Like, is it effective? Yes. Oh, so what am I going to do? Bitch about it! No! I'm going to appreciate it. Alright, so I appreciate it. Uh, he did great. Uh, and, you know, he's a fucking force of nature in everything that he does anyway, so, you know, fuck it. And that's not to say that Leo's not. Leo is a force of nature, and I, I get on these Leo apologetics, man. You know, because I do, I feel bad. 
I feel bad that I roast him so hard. I feel bad that I don't give him a, I don't give him his due credit, you know? I want to give him the due credit, but at the same time, I'm like, you better fucking earn it, Leo. I look in his fucking eyes, and I fucking point at him, and I say, you better learn, you better earn it. Because, obviously, I have so much movie acting experience that my opinion on what you do matters than your, matters more than yours, you know? Obviously a joke. Obviously the whole point of this podcast is, like, covered in fallacy. I really hope that's the right word, because it's so close to phallic. Fallacy, right? That's a word. Google it for me and, and let me know. But anyway, you know, whatever. But here's the thing. I'm allowed to have opinions. Fuck it. And you guys are listening to it, and it's great. And we're having a blast, and everyone's going to fucking whack off after this. Okay? So, uh, anyway. Oh, I went off track. Stop! I knew that was going to happen. Where the fuck was I? I don't know. Am I going to stop and go back? No, I'm not. I'm going to fucking roll with it. Uh, what was I saying? Something about uh, Leo and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And there was a great scene. I don't know, man. He did fucking great. He had a great scene in there. Oh, he, well, all right, fine. I'll touch on that scene. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So... Oh, yeah, yeah, the movie. The movie is about... It's really about the bromance between Brad Pitt, uh, Cliff Booth, and uh, Rick Berman. And uh, and that, honestly, that's that, that storyline is, like, fucking cool enough uh, in general. But, I mean, it's also kind of about how Cliff Booth um, is struggling with the reality that his star is falling, if you will. He no longer... Um, you know, has the same demand that he once did in his heyday, and then also he kind of struggles with the fact that he never uh, did as many things as he uh, maybe set out to do in the first place, you know? So, it's something relatable that pretty much everyone that pursues anything, as my dogs vehemently agree with me in the background. Layla! Good girl. This good girl. Say hi. Say hi. <laughs> Say hi, baby. <laughs> She's the cutest. Uh, but yeah, it's something that everyone can relate to that has ever like pursued anything, right? You know. Uh, all things come to an end, and blah 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 blah. So he's facing his uh, mortality—not his mortality, but he's facing the fact that he's no longer infallible. Fallacy. Here we are. We're back. He's no longer infallic. And, uh, no, infallible, obviously. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> obviously. And, uh, and, you know, um, and it, uh, that's a great story in and of its own. And, and let me tell you, man, without a fucking spot on performance from Leo, without the perfect, uh, uh, what's the word? Portrayal of, like, the emotion. Uh, the mental struggle that someone goes through when they're facing something like that uh, from Leo, this whole movie doesn't fucking work. It becomes a boring movie. But Leo does so fucking good, dude, and I'm giving him his fucking credit because he fucking deserves it, obviously. He deserves it regardless of my opinion, any, you know, regardless of my opinion. But look, I, but, but, but I, it needs to be said, you know? It needs to be said is the point. So I'm saying it. Motherfucker carries the fucking movie and and uh, it turns out he is the reason the movie is worth a shit uh at the end of the day anyway okay 
he fucking kills it. And there's one scene in particular where he fucks up a line. He fucks up a scene he was shooting. He's trying to stay relevant in this movie. He's already been struggling with the fact that he, he now realizes that he no longer has demand in Hollywood because Al Pacino's character uh, told him that he basically is a fucking has-been. Uh, and Al Pacino does fine, whatever. He's he's in it for like, you know, five minutes. Uh, and he does great, you know. Oh, you talking to me? No, that's not even Al Pacino. What am I doing? What am I doing? Anyway. What is Al Pacino? Scarface. Uh, what does he say? Oh, say hello to my little friend, dude. Hey. <laughs> hey, I got some little friends here. Say hello to them, huh? What do you think? Are you talking to my little friends? It's called a mashup. All right? It's called a mashup. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I fucking completely uh, Now I don't know at all what I was talking about. Oh yeah, he's doing this scene, dude. He's doing this scene. Oh my god, he's doing this scene, and um, he fucks up shooting the scene because he forgot his line or whatever. And it's fucking. It's a great scene. He. Uh, it, the scene in particular co-stars Timothy Oliphant, who, you know, he's he's a treasure. He's he's great. Love him in anything I see him in. Um, and he does great, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, helping propel, propel the scene's awkwardness and all that kind of shit. And Leo, um, Leo just, like, fucks it up completely, right? He goes back to his trailer in the next scene. And dude, it's just by himself. He's, he's, he's in it. It's like a five-minute scene of just him, just fucking like doing so good at at being every person that's ever fucked something up. Just like in regret, so much regret. He's fucking. He goes through this whole thing with his with the. I'm never drinking again. But then he. Oh my God, that sound. There we go. Uh, but yeah, dude, he, listen. The point is that he kills it, dude. He fucking kills it. That scene alone is enough. You know what? He's my Oscar pick. <laughs> okay. All right. So listen up, Oscar committee. All right. Listen up, Hollywood. I know you are. I know you're listening. Um, Leo for Oscar, baby. Okay, 2020. Thank you. All right. So. Now that that's been settled, now, sorry I just ruined the Oscars for everybody because obviously whatever I say is gonna happen, okay? So you don't even need to watch the Oscars anymore. Sorry to the Oscars for ruining their ratings. And sorry to the people listening for ruining the Oscars for them. But listen, Leo gets my pick, okay? Long story short, Leo gets my pick. And then, uh, you know, it is what it is. He fucking kills it. He earned he he fucking he just acts his fucking ass off now let's talk about let's move along to the to the uh, Bruce Lee thing there's a there's a scene where Cliff Booth Brad Pitt uh, is remembering how he got himself to his own place because he's coming to the end of his career too as a stuntman so he remembers back on a time where he was supposed to stunt double on the set of The Green Hornet, which was a show that starred Bruce Lee uh, in the 60s there, before Bruce Lee became, you know, Enter the Dragon, massive movie star, basically revolutionizing... Revolu revolutionizing? I think that's right. I got no one to corroborate, so I'm just going to roll with it. Revolutionizing, yeah, that's right. 
losing my mind in front of everybody is so cool. That's a cool thing to do. Uh, but anyway, revolutionizing, he ended up revolutionizing uh, martial arts films and all this and that. Before all that, he was in a Green Hornet. Cliff Booth is stunt doubling for it. And he's remembering a time where he, his character, um, during a break in shooting, is interacting with Bruce Lee himself. The real Bruce Lee. Not the actor, not not the guy, not the Green Hornet, but the real Bruce Lee and Bruce Lee. So, okay, listen. I'm sure maybe you've heard already, you know, uh, Bruce Lee's family is not too happy with the depiction of Bruce Lee in this movie. Okay, so... And they, you know, and they say it's because he's, you know, one one quote I remember in particular, I, th- I believe, is from his from Bruce Lee's granddaughter, or maybe just his daughter, uh, said that it sucked being in the film, seeing a guy portray my dad, and then everyone laughing at him. Uh, and you know what, man, I fucking relate. I, you know, that would absolutely suck. That does suck. Um, and you know what, man. Uh, <laughs> I gotta say, she's got a point, dude. I believe, you know, I'm like, I'm with him on that shit, dude. I mean, Tarantino, for whatever reason, does make Bruce Lee look like a joke. Now, that's not to say that the guy playing Bruce Lee, dude, that guy fucking, whoa. It's like you're watching Bruce Lee when he's got the glasses on, you know? It's, dude, I mean, it sounds just like him, moves just like him. It's fucking unreal. The dude, it's like the best Bruce Lee impression I've ever seen in my fucking life. So the guy, the guy playing him kills it, you know. But the 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 problem is when you know the big white man comes in. I mean, I don't know. Do we gotta get political like that? I don't know. But I can listen. I see where they're coming from, and that's the point. That's the point. I see where they're coming from. I'm able to take their statement, the problem that they have with it, fucking before I react. And tell them that they're overreacting, or they're stupid, or they're fucking idiots, or they're commie liberals, or whatever the fuck you want to say that's going on on the internet right now. Before I do any of that, I sit back and I fucking think about it. Oh my god. What a concept. I sit back and I think about it, and I go, you know what? If I do my very best to see it from your perspective... Well, gosh darn it, if I can't just see what the hell you're talking about and actually kind of empathize with you. Or is it sympathize? I always get it mixed up. Empathy's the one where you... Yeah, empathy's the one where you haven't been through it, but you can understand how they feel. Right. And it's... Man, I'll tell you what, people. It's fucking freeing. You know? I know it's a novel concept. But you should try it out sometime. People should try it out sometime. And now I'm getting off of my high horse. Just kidding, I'm super glued to it. So, um, yeah, so I can see where they're coming from, dude, because I don't, like, look, people are like, yo, you know, like, yo, you're being too, like, taking it too seriously, you know, oh, like, it's just a joke, man, Tarantino, Tarantino, he, he's known for fucking, uh, He's known for rewriting history, like, haven't you seen Inglourious Basterds, dirt, dirt, 
Like, yeah, of course, dude, but that's not the point. <laughs> like, the point is, like, why? I What I don't get, I really do not. And, I, and I'm a Tarantino fan, as we've been through. We've been over this, okay? Try to keep up, people. I'm a Tarantino fan. But, dude, I can't fucking even think of a reason why he felt the need to make fun of Bruce Lee at all. Why? Man's been dead for 30 years, bro. 40. 40 years. Dude's dude's dead. Ain't no way he said shit about your mama or nothing. So why are you taking jabs at a man that's been dead for 40 years? I don't get it. I really did not see the point of that. Like, I honestly don't see the point of putting Bruce Lee in a movie and waste, and, and, and you, and having such an amazing impersonation of him on screen, uh, just to make him look like a jackass. I feel like it's kind of fucking, uh, I felt like it was a waste of the Bruce Lee cameo. So, those are my thoughts on it. Um, you know, tell me what you think, and I will do my best to tell you to shove it up your little tiny bunghole. <laughs> okay. In direct contradiction with the whole high horse speech about listening to what people say, I don't care. Suck my peeps. Alright? Just kidding. It's all jokes, people. Oh, there's the sound again. Okay, we're having a blast. We're rolling, baby. Dude, we're 45 minutes in. How the fuck? Where the, the hell did the time go? When I started this thing, I was like, dude, there's no way I'm going to be able to go for more than 10 minutes, and here I am. Turns out... <laughs> turns out I can talk if... <laughs> It turns out that me talking is like an object moving in space. <laughs> if there's nothing there to stop it, it'll just keep going, baby. It'll just keep going. <laughs> and here I am, I'm going, and I'm imagining that you guys are still listening. You're probably not. I understand the reality that you're probably not. But if I don't think that you are, then there goes the episode and the whole point of doing all this. So I'm going to keep on thinking that you're staying with me. And it propels me to keep going forward. And keep this episode rolling. You know what I mean? Alright, some other things to touch on with the movie. You got Margot Robbie. Fun fact, this is the first Margot Robbie movie I've ever seen. Fun fact. Put that one in your pocket. First time I've ever seen a movie she's in. Did not waste my time with the Suicide Squad because I was too busy being damaged. I guess. Alright? Does that say enough for you? Is that a good enough reason? I mean, the fucking guy had a tattoo that said damaged on his forehead. No thanks. I'll pass. Goodbye. I'm Jim Carrey. Uh, just slipped into a Jim Carrey there. That's okay. We're rolling, baby. We're grooving. We can be whoever we want to be. That's what my teachers told me. That's what the poster with the whale on it said in fucking elementary school. Be whoever you want. Whale. There's a whale jumping. Be, you can be whoever you want to be. Well, I'm going to be Jim Carrey. All right, all righty then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, so, uh, anyway, um, yeah, did not waste my time with Suicide Squad for sh what should be obvious reasons. And I'm just going to go ahead and say this one. All of you motherfuckers that wasted your money going to watch that one in theaters, Joke's on you, dude. That's the ultimate joke the Joker played. Was convincing all you fucking idiots to go and spend your movie and waste fucking three hours of your life watching that movie. Okay? <laughs> You're not idiots. I love you. No one's an idiot, but man. I mean, come on. Why? 
would you even waste your fucking time watching that movie? Hey, you're never going to get those three hours back. I just want to remind you, people should start thinking about things like this, alright? Just like when listening to this podcast, you're listening to this podcast, you ain't getting this hour back, baby. You ain't getting this hour back, alright? So you better make sure it's worth your time before you go and waste it. You know what I mean? This is the reason why we've, we're even able to start this podcast in the first place because I don't I ain't got time to waste on watching a goddamn two-hour movie. That's going to be some fake-ass bullshit. I ain't got time for that shit. It better be good, you know? And now Chase has convinced me to do this podcast and convinced me to watch movies. And guess what? Do I have a new appreciation for movies? Yes, the good ones. There's the sound again for you. The good ones. All right? Am I fucking raging mad at the end of a bad one still yes why because i will never get that time back ever ever all right and that goes for the creators think about this shit before you fucking put it out am i thinking about this shit before i put this podcast out no but everyone should do the things that i say not the things that i do oh and then the cycle repeats and the next thing you know we're all dead by the year 2046 because no one practices what they preach. Anyway, that's not what this is about. But whatever. What it is about is that we're all having a great time, baby. We're rolling. We're fucking rolling. We're rocking and we're rolling. You know? We got rocks. We got rolls. We put them together. You got a rock and roll sandwich, baby. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, first movie I've seen with Rago Marby. Rago Marby in it. And, uh... <laughs> and... And, uh, you know, you know, she did great, man. She did fucking great. Was I surprised by that? Maybe. I don't know. I had nothing to judge her by. She did great. Now, that's gonna lead me on to my next point about Tarantino movies. Okay, so, alright, this is the most Tarantino movie of all the Tarantino movies ever. ever. Because not only is it fucking just packed full of fucking fake-ass 70s movies that you know he's been waiting to put into movies. He's just been waiting. So he finally wrote a movie where he could stuff them all in there. You got all that shit. And then also, Jesus Christ, how many fucking shots of women's fucking feet in this movie? The movie is three hours long. It's two and a half hours of women's feet. I swear to God, dude. The fucking whole thing is women's feet. Okay? And it's like, dude, you're not even trying to hide it anymore. Not even trying to hide it. We know what's going on. You know what's going on, Quentin. I'm talking to you, brother. Yes. Maybe he's not trying to hide it. No shame in that game, brother. Get it, man. You're in defeat. I get it. Do it, bro. Dudes are freaky. Dudes are weird. Dudes are dudes can get into anything. I ain't blaming you. But dude, <laughs> when it comes to your art, shit. You know? I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, fuck. Alright, fuck it. You know? Let that free flag fly. I'm the first person that's ever said that phrase. So, moving on. Let's talk about Charles Manson aspect of this movie. Okay? There was about zero of it. You see Charles Manson for about two seconds. I came into this movie thinking, like, it was going to be all about Charles Manson. There was going to be... I thought I was going to see some kind of crazy-ass Charles Manson monologue. Nah, you see, like, one half of his face, and he says, like, two words, and then he's gone. You know? He spends the rest of the fucking movie... I don't know, trying to join the Beach Boys or something. Whatever he did in real real life. That's a fact, by the way. Look it up. 
Um, uh, so he's out of it, and then so instead you get like scenes with his fucking you know chick followers and his dude followers. Uh, you know, you get scenes on his little ranch where they all lived and stuff, and with Brad Pitt, really only, and there wasn't really that much tension there until the very end where, you know, it comes to the night, it builds to the night, and then here comes the revisionist history, this is also, like I said, the most Tarantino movie ever, because he also does this, he also revises how the events of the night of Sharon Tate and her friend's uh, murder, he, he, he rewrites how that all happens, and instead of going into Sharon Tate's house to kill her, they end up going to Rick Berman's house, who happens to be her neighbor. That's Leonardo DiCaprio, if you're keeping up, okay? <coughs> That's a nice little cough for you, baby. Cough. No, not gonna do it. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, yeah, so they end up instead of breaking into Sharon Tights, Sharon Tights house, they break into Rick Berman's. All right, okay. And guess who's in there, other than a stoned Cliff Booth as Brad Pitt? If you're watching, if you're keeping up, stay with me, people. I'm Ed Ball. I've taken over. I'm doing this episode now. It's me, Ed, your old friend, Eddie Ball. I'm doing the rest of the ep here, alright? Bryce is on vacation there. I'm taking over. I'm at me estate in in Essex. <laughs> I'm, at, I'm at me three-floor estate in Essex. I'm having a good time. Alright, and I'm doing the rest of the ep here. So, Cliff Booth is in... <laughs> is in the in in the house there he's stoned on acid of course because why wouldn't he be right put a little twist in make a little fun huh bob's your uncle that's what we say right tea time cheerio yippee we say yippee now all right this is and i'm saying this as a legitimate british person edward Cornelius Ball. Yes, that's my real middle name, Cornelius. Alright. And I'm saying this as a legitimate British person living in a three-story flat estate, I mean, in Essex. Alright. <laughs> I'm smoking me ciggies inside because that's what we do here, right? Alright. He's just, he's stone on acid, throw a little twist in, and then it gets quite, it gets crazy, and then, you know, he, of course, because, uh, Booth is a badass, he ends up whooping ass, and, uh, he ends up whooping ass and taking names, alright? Oh, had me a little bit of a... Bryce hiccup. I got a little bit worried that Bryce had come back. Oh, can't let that happen. <laughs> now that I'm here, you know, mate. All right. Uh, but you know, I mean. So he rewrites that history there, mate. You know, and it's like you know, and you know what? It's just like with Inglorious Bast Bastards, right? It's just like with Inglorious Bastards. It's a great little. Uh, rewrite of the old history, right? Because who wouldn't like to see Hitler's face be blown off, mate? 
you know and it's like the same here instead of uh, instead of Sharon Tate suffering that miserable fate right we get to see her murderers get their fucking bits and their bits and tackles whacked around right by staunch uh, surly American men right it's great it's a great little twist and, and bravo Quentin bravo also bravo to you for not once using the n-word and having a white man say the n-word bravo bravo oh wait I just realized Django Unchained was number seven didn't care too much for that one it was alright okay so listen all in all let me get on to me rating then maybe I'll do an ad maybe we won't I don't care we'll see but me rating I'll go ahead and give me rating here uh, and we'll come back and do a little bit of a quick little recast for you alright uh, and then we'll call it a day you know we'll call it a day we'll, we'll get our tips and whistles and call it a day you know what I mean you know what I'm saying because boy you know I'm getting tired and I'm about you know it was close I was driving home I was driving home falling asleep me Lizzie's were getting heavy they're falling down on me and I just missed a pedestrian just by the tip of me Prince I just missed him just by the tip of me Prince it was scary it was quite scary I didn't know what I I don't know what I would do if that would have happened but thank the Lord my two bits and tackle are all wibbly wobbly and we're here we're having a great time having a little bit of corn and bread you know shepherd's pie please yes <laughs> Earl Grey two cubes of sugar <laughs> So disrespectful to Ed. Bryce is back. Uh, so I'll go ahead and give my rating. Love you, Ed. Uh, I'll give my rating here. Out of uh, 10 uh, acid-dipped cigarettes. Why not? Out of 10 acid-dipped cigarettes. Dude, I give this motherfucker an 8.5. This was a solid fucking Tarantino movie. It was a return to form. It was great. Leo fucking killed it. He deserves the Oscar. Pitt is always, uh, was, was, uh, you know, a, pow uh, a powerhouse as always. Uh, and you know what? Fucking, it was 8.5. I give it 8.5. Alright? So that's all. And then, you know, thanks for, the, you know, that's the end of that shit. Uh, I'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And we'll... Uh, excuse me, Chase will love that one. I'll be right back from uh, after we're from our sponsor. We'll do the reboot recap. Uh, Asked. So gross. Okay, bye bye. Hello, everybody. It's me, your old mate Ed. I'm back. And I just want to do a quick little ad, a quick, uh, uh, sorry, a quick little advert, advertisement, if you will, um, for my favorite uh, band, um, because I've been given uh, this platform by my dear friend Bryce, uh, 
and I just want to just say I've got a shout it from the root top root root tops. I've got a shout out from the root tops, mate. That's how we say it in England. We don't have roos, we have roots. And I've got a shout out from the root tops. I love Jody Seabody and the Wales. They're my favourite fucking band, mate. Beatles suck off. Stones lick one. Fucking kinks eat my ass. Fucking bloody what? What? Zeppelin? Suck my cock. Jimmy Page. Jody Seabody and the Worlds. It's the best. They're the greatest band of all time. You gotta listen to them. Stream them. They're live streaming. They're streaming now on iTunes and Spotify. If you don't have them, download them. Listen to them. Stream them anywhere. Or you can buy physical records. I'm talking vinyl, baby. The right way to do it, baby. You can get that at bandcamp.artificialheadrecords.com or just artificialheadrecords.com just google artificialheadrecords and you'll find uh, you'll find the records alright you'll find the records if you just google artificialheadrecords you'll find the records okay so that's the end of this advert advertisement that's short for advertisement listen to Joey C. Barty in the words greatest band of all time they're by far me favorite I hate the Rolling. I used to love the Rolling Stones I used to love the Rolling Stones then I heard one note come out of Jody C. Barty in the words guitars and and I fucking hated everything else they're the only band I listen to thank you just say Siri, play Jody Seabody and the Worlds right now and have a, have yourself a ball. Oh, that's me last name. Tiddaloo. Whoops. All right, motherfuckers, I'm back. We're back. All right. Chase, uh, incidentally, still on vacation. Who would have thought? I thought maybe he would have been back by now. Nope, not the case. Still on vacation. But we're still gonna we're still gonna roar. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Uh, my mouth ain't working. I'm a little bit tired. All right, that's what she said after a night of hooking. Worst joke I've ever made in my life. Worst ever. Just got canceled by the entire internet with that one. But what can I say? I'm a uh, what's the word? What's the word where the shit just flows out and you can't stop it? Oh, my diarrhea. <laughs> oh, so bad. So gross. <laughs> Thank you for sticking with me, people. Still didn't think of the word, by the way. I would much rather make the diarrhea joke than actually think of the word. So, that's where we're at. Alright, and now you guys know me. There we go. Uh, it's time for the Reboot Recast. I'm going to keep this one simple. Keep this one real simple. Leonardo DiCaprio should be played by Pee Wee Herman. Brad Pitt should be played by, I don't know, Whitney Houston. Um, Margot Robbie can be played by uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And uh, then, you know, let's recast uh, fucking, I don't know, the director. Quentin Tarantino, instead of being directed by Quentin Tarantino, is directed by a overweight white dude with a Cheeto stuck under one of his titties. Alright, so that's the end of that Reboot Recast. Um, you can, if you have any different ideas, I don't know why you would, 
pretty much nailed it right there. Um, please comment. Let us know. Let us know what you think. Comment. And you know what? Better yet, talk about it with your friends. Discuss. Find a friend. Say, you gotta listen to this. Can you believe that this guy said that fucking Brad Pitt's role should be played by Whitney Houston? What the fuck is this guy thinking? Or... Can you believe this guy said Brad Pitt's role should be played by Whitney Houston? Wow, it's the greatest recast I've ever heard in my life. Discuss it with your friends. Make them listen to every single episode back-to-back -back until they're done non-stop. Rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you're listening. And tell your friends, thank you so much for listening. I had a lot of fun. I hope you did too. The chances of everybody staying with me to the end are, I understand and realize, quite minimal. Okay, so uh, that's okay, cause I had a blast, and uh, and we gotta, like I said, we gotta pump tents, gotta pump the tent, pump up the tent. Okay, time to sign off before I keep doing that, because I will. All right, thank you for listening. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Chase will be ba be back soon. We will also have. Um, uh, like I said, guest host coming, so be on the lookout for that. And please like us at the Movie Gap. Uh, follow us at the Movie Gap on Instagram. Like us at the Movie Gap on Facebook. Um, tell your friends, rate and review, iTunes, Spotify, anything, whatever. And then there's one last thing that I gotta say on behalf of me and my dear friend Chase, and that is, Nom in space. Ah!